Welcome back to Marketing Revelations. I'm Megan. This is Kristen. Hey, guys. And today we're talking about 2020 trends. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you remember last year at this time, we had an episode where we talked through trends that were happening in 2019. Um, Kristen, you want to give us a quick recap? Yeah. Some of those things um, we did talk about was uh, making very short video content, easy, Mm -hmm. accessible for um, your consumers. And then um, we talked about responsive ads. We talked about scheduling, um, how to look at your marketing from the previous year and planning that out. Um, And then, of course, voice search, which is huge now. So we'll definitely jump into that, too. Definitely. And just to circle back on that, none Mm -hmm. of those things have changed except for they've picked up traction like we thought they would and other marketers thought they would. Um, But we're going to build on that and give you guys kind of some direction for social ads and other things so you can kind of lump in what you learned from last year and keep building on it this year. So let's talk about voice search first since that is clearly growing at a rapid rate. Yeah, and I think last year you mentioned that about 40% of people were using mm-hmm. voice search, and that's definitely expected to grow. Absolutely, yeah. I think we said 50%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now it's over half of online searches are voice search. That's huge. Yeah. That's ridiculous. And yeah. that's that's only going to continue to grow because it's way more accessible now. So like, if you look at yeah. how many devices all of these different yeah. companies are putting out in the versions they're updating to and just people are buying them, so it's only going to get faster paced and more advanced more quickly. Right. I know you talked about an example with Apple CarPlay. Yeah. So I bought a new car this year, um, and it was important to me actually to have Apple CarPlay. Mm-hmm. I love it. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm a, I love Apple products. I'm one of those people. But I know other people love Android Auto, other things coming into play. Mm-hmm. And I looked at all the models of my car, and then I noticed other um, brands, and they're all incorporating it um, most of the time at a standard at the standard trim level. Yeah. So um, that's becoming more relevant. So I also noticed that um, over 15, I think there's over 15 devices on Amazon currently that have Amazon Alexa. Yeah. And that's growing so much. I mean, I use Google Home. I, mm-hmm. I like Google Home. Um, but Amazon Alexa, I know, is growing extremely quickly. So Yeah, it's crazy. So. And I think a lot of people, even last year when we've talked about because we've talked about it as a company and how we're kind of working toward making sure our our tools mm-hmm. and everything are up to date and able to be compatible for these kind of things. Right. But um, it's it's not as intimidating as it sounds. Like consumers yeah. are like, oh my gosh, voice search. But really, it's just more about posing your content as a marketer or a business to where it can be like repeated back to an end user and right. it makes sense. So that being said, that has to do with the new Google algorithm update, which yep. is called the BERT update, which uses artificial intelligence, AI, Mm-hmm. Um, to kind of go through data at a looking at it from a more natural perspective in like how right. people talk and how people interact with things. So just as as a business, making sure your content is written in a way to be questions and then answer saying, questions. Yeah, pose it as a question. Yeah. You're gonna if you're writing blog content, that's very yeah. you should be right now. Your most of your titles should be fitting that format. Yep. Um, it's extremely important for that. Yeah, definitely. But that's only going to continue to pick up traction. So, and that, that's not necessarily a new thing. It's just being analyzed differently Mm -hmm. and digested differently, which is cool. It'll continue to be like that too. Yeah. So that was a big one to start with. It was. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well, I wanted to bring up the next one, um, was more of the social piece. Yeah. So, um, social strategies. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I particularly love learning about social. Uh, I think most people do. Uh, We find a lot of people searching for those topics too. So, 
Um, one thing I've noticed is a huge growth in using Instagram and Facebook stories. Yeah. So um, it's important. Yeah, we know that creating content's great. And even though that content on a story, usually only it's only going to last 24 hours. Ephemeral. Um, yes, is that right? I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What is it, goes, it again? It Say disappears. It again? It's yeah. ephemeral content. Okay. So okay. it only lasts a short while, it disappears, right. but it holds value and you can catch it in the moment or you get FOMO. It's a whole thing. Yeah, yeah. And FOMO, <laughs> fear of missing out for yeah. those who don't know. Yep. Um, yeah, so I think uh, that's coming ex- a lot more relevant. I mean, Instagram just hit 100 billion active users B- this year. Billion. Billion. Okay, yes, sure. exactly. Let me <laughs> emphasize that. Um, so you have that happening. You have um, – what I found with stories is that there's opportunity. You can be found now with hashtags through stories. Mm-hmm. You can be found um, using your locations. You've seen that happen now. Yeah. So like a quick tip I've learned is, um, you know, I thought it was great to tag maybe the big city that you're in if you're located in there. But mm-hmm. sometimes, like let's say you go to a convention or a conference, I've learned that you can actually, you should be tagging that direct location because you're going to, Instagram's going to know that that, um, building or wherever you're at, location is in a greater city. So it's going to pull those results too from there, which is super interesting because yeah. I wouldn't have thought that way at first. Definitely. Um, I learned that from somewhere else, but I was, you know. Yes. Really. And to build on that, what's so interesting is like, I think what small businesses specifically forget is that all of those are link backs to your brand's mm-hmm. online presence. So that that doesn't necessarily only affect your social channel. That's not just Instagram. Right. That's not just Facebook. That can help your organic to some extent if you're consistent. That can help local pieces if you're consistent. Like your Google, like my business listing is tied to your Instagram location. So that's a citation is what it's called. So there's like all the, it's the world wide web. We've said that before. Like it's a, it's a web. It's all connected. So (laughs) it's really, it's really hard to remember that when you're just in the moment, like, oh, I need to post today. It's a lot more than just Mm -hmm. posting. It's building that out and connecting. Absolutely. Um, Another thing I've noticed is the uh, shoppable um, oh, Instagram. Yeah. Yep, Instagram post now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've we've talked time and time again about how your website should look good and obviously be just as good as your physical storefront. Mm-hmm. Well, now they're making it all so much easier, even with Instagram and following on social and all that. Definitely. Too. So um, obviously Facebook too in that in that realm. But yeah, and that's developed a lot because I've noticed a lot of iterations of that over the last mm-hmm. year. So they're continue continuously optimizing these features and that kind of ties back to one of our other uh, points for this is like the social pages are no longer about just existing and posting content like you really have the opportunity to optimize and tie back in multiple ways and even like make sales or yeah all these other different things that weren't possible a year two years ago and it's just how quickly digital develops it's insane absolutely yeah so since there's so much happening with social we've already talked about a couple things here Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think in in the eyes of of um, a business owner and say, you know, since there's what is the easiest way for them to create more content quicker, um, more authentic, um, you know, human. <laughs> I, I know, I know, <laughs> but it's true. But it's yeah. true. You know, how is it going to be genuine? I mean, easy content for them to produce quicker and again get more engagement. What do you think? Yeah. So a lot of companies do this really well. A lot of companies don't. So there's a fine line, but what we're talking about is user-generated content and creating like an immersive experience. So like, for instance, GoPro does a really good job of that. They're a big brand and I don't want to like intimidate anyone who's a small brand, but they they have their product, their product creates something, and then they use that to then market. So 
any and social media makes that possible because people are always taking photos and tagging the products and services and experiences that they're having and that is authentic content and it's not authentic content it's if i can use words it's not authentic content coming from the brand that's like pre-planned if that makes sense it's different it's in the moment it's it's just better received a lot of times so even as a small business owner or a medium-sized business owner, it's really kind of including your customer right. into what your business provides and what that experience looks like, mm-hmm. and then giving someone who's not currently a customer a window into what that experience is. That makes a lot of sense. So, I mean, I'm really yeah. passionate about that. I love I love that kind of content. I like consuming Absolutely. that kind of content yeah. as an end user. So, I know we've talked about it in, in previous episodes, um, just past examples of how do you do that as a business owner too? How do you get people to take that step in using it? You know, mm-hmm. obviously when you start using your customers' content, you know, more likely they're going to engage with you more, share that more. You know, it's there's there's so many opportunities with that, you know, not only for your yeah. own brand, but just to the consumer as well. Definitely. And the only other point I want to make on that is what you're doing there is you're building community. And that's been a buzzword throughout this year that I don't think we hit on necessarily at the, point. At, the, at last year's episode. Mm-hmm. But that takes time. It's truly like building a friendship and building loyalty and trust. And that's really powerful for a brand. Right. So it's not one of those things where it's like, oh, I have all this authentic content. Let me generate some sales. Da-da-da-da-da. That's not what it is. Right. So there's patience and time and all those things that go into it. But it has to be really intentional. Well, now I'm starting to think about our (laughs) – move on to our next point because it made me think about that um, (laughs) – is influencer marketing and how that can tie into building that content. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. So influencer marketing, also a big buzzword. However, I think the landscape of that is changing. Like it's it's been a thing – like it's been a thing like affiliates and all of that – for larger brands, right. but it's getting more accessible for smaller brands. And what I really love for our clients, specifically smaller and medium-sized businesses, is they talk about micro-influencers. And a good example I've heard before is wedding photographers. So if you need 25 brides to hit your goal of sales, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you have a pool of 100 or a pool of 10,000. It doesn't matter as long as you get those 25 brides at the price point you're trying to get them. Right. You're going to make the same amount of money and that's your capacity and that's that. Right. So if you've got a really loyal audience that's really small, but they're converting, that's fine. Absolutely. If you need more people in the funnel because they're not that loyal, then you need to build that funnel. Yep. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, I get that. But I think that's a really cool way to kind of build on that influencer theory without it being so overwhelming. Yeah. And then going into that, I would add um, also it creates that opportunity to actually co-market together yeah. and be a part of that. And Definitely. so not only can you use those influencers just on your behalf, but maybe they can use you and work back, back and forth. I know there's a lot of businesses that kind of barter with that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I think it's a very smart business move. Yeah. And I think we've talked yeah. about that before on some of our other episodes mm-hmm. where they don't – clearly they're not the same product or service, but right. it's like lifestyle yeah. type things. So like a nail salon pairing with a local winery or yeah. those kind of things where it's a natural flow in the products and services make sense and it it creates an experience for someone. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Totally agree with that. I love all that stuff. I know. I know. Actually, another great example I was thinking from, I know we've talked about <laughs> a lot of the quote unquote girly things like nail salon and oh, wines yeah. and all that too, but Sorry. another great way. No, it's great. I just want to give another example is, um, you know, I used to have clients that were um, 
uh, restoration companies, you know, yes. come and do the cleanup and then you uh, network with your plumbers or remodelers around the area. Maybe you're not going to finish the remodeling, but you do the cleanup. A great example of that. Yeah. And yeah. like real estate agents do it all the time mm-hmm. with mortgage brokers and banks. Like, I guess it's kind of yeah. one the same, but yeah, they're no, all right. like it works with any any industry and they all are already doing it usually at a grassroots level. Right. So it's just taking that and making it digital is really what it is and coming up with a plan for that. So yeah, Yeah. great, great tie back, great point. Okay. So when you build those relationships, obviously Mm -hmm. you're creating that community like you talked about, that buzzword that we should consider using now, I feel like a little bit more. Um, And when you're doing that, I've, I've thought about that a little bit more about some of the ads that are out there currently and how so many other ones are creating this emotional response. And then I thought about other um, businesses that are just giving back to communities too mm-hmm. and how you know, we have that as a potential way to, to market. Um, I know there's a store here in Columbus that it's kind of a big chain and mm-hmm. um, you know, their prices are kind of, I'll say a little bit high, yeah. but they're giving back a portion to charity. Mm-hmm. So I've noticed a lot of traffic in that store because yeah. it's like, okay, they're giving back. It's that feel good. You know? Definitely. That's a huge thing right now. So if you take a minute and you think back on like advertising over time, it ebbs and flows for different, like there's always going to be like fear based or emo- like, sure. like sadness or happy or whatever. Like, how do they, de- yeah, how do they pull emotion out of you? Yes. Anything. And a, yeah. a lot of it ties back to generations too and mm-hmm. what they want. So like uh, Gen Z right yeah. now, which is one of the younger generations that's turning 18 to 24 they're really driven by those ethically based, sustainable, they're willing to pay for more, pay pay more, more. for things if yep. they know it's sourced in a way or it's giving back to their local communities or helping with something. And that's interesting because before that, it's been a lot more like straightforward advertising mm-hmm. where like this is what we have, this is what you're getting, and that yep. converted where that's shifting now. And that being said, the direct conversion type ads like Google search, that's not going away. It's just fitting somewhere else in the consumer buying cycle and so what we're talking about is shifting your ad strategy for more like brand awareness educating people on your processes and what you do and where things are going and what's next because that's what's resonating with the people who are growing as a client base as time changes yeah that makes sense so that's kind of where we're coming from with that and it's an interesting shift that's been picking up traction absolutely and you can do that in very short pieces of content. Oh, yeah. So um, tension spans are also dwindling, uh, which is difficult when you're We've educated. made jokes about that, I think, on other episodes. And yeah. it's so true. And I've like yeah. really noticed it. Um, so you only have really, I mean, for example, I know people, if, if a website doesn't load within like two to three seconds, you toast. usually you're done for. Yeah, exactly. So think about that with your content, too. We, we said last year, it's um, we talked about video content being very short, easy. Uh, Facebook Live is becoming huge now. Facebook's yeah. obviously optimizing that content for people. So take that opportunity to make a minute video or something about yourself and what you're doing for the community. Use that content, you know, to to be short, sweet, but also tell people, you know, I, I don't know, get an emotional response. That's what so I'm basically, to say. you have to be yeah. really efficient in telling people what you're doing in a very quick amount <laughs> yes. of time. Um, but yeah, that's a great point. And one thing to build off of that is like, I think it's YouTube, Google yeah. owns YouTube, that whole thing. Yeah. But they're beta testing ways for companies, like tools for companies to be able to take like the video content that they've paid to produce yeah. and then automatically chunk it down into like 
digestible segments based on like what's in the video. So right. it's creating bumper ads is what it is. But like for them to be investing in tools like that means it's only going to pick up steam and that it's relevant. Yeah. And some other research I saw recently was talking about how like short content, yes, is key. However, you need to deliver it in a series to where you're telling a story over time. Yeah. And that will have, it'll resonate better with consumers than it will just like blasting them with right. tiny right. Leave them hanging. Ads. Figure out what, yeah, yeah why, why do they need to see the next piece of content? I know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, why do they need to see the next piece of content coming? Yeah. You know what and I mean? Why, why do they matter? keep following you? Why do they engage? Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> this fits into us really well, just at Rev Local, it but it will with you too. But it's really like leading with your why. Yeah. When I say your why, what I'm saying is, is why are you in business? Why did you start doing what you're doing? And a great example of that is almost every city I visited, whether it's just yep. for fun or whatever. There's always a, a shop that sells like local businesses things, if that makes sense. So yep. clearly they're making good product, have great services, but maybe they can't afford a storefront right away. And so it's like an in-between. Yep. But their why is to help those businesses get off the ground and give them shelf space, essentially. Yep. So like that, and there is probably some passion behind setting that up and like filling a gap for whatever reason. So when you're thinking about your why, just make sure it's something other than money that is propelling you forward and that's what you're portraying in, in these ads, really. Unless that money's giving back. Well, yeah, <laughs> I know, I, just, I know, I know. Yeah. No, I get what you're saying. That makes complete sense, yeah. Cool. Well, thanks for watching, guys, or listening, whatever platform you're on. Make sure you leave us some feedback, uh, review, subscribe, all the things. And if you've got any topic ideas or questions, shoot us an email at podcast at revlocal.com. We're happy to hear from you. Thanks. Bye.